this episode, I sit down with jazz organist Papa John D. Francesco. Papa John and I met out here in Arizona in 2006. He is an amazing jazz organist. He is the father of Joey D. Francesco and also the father of guitarist Johnny D. Francesco. You will enjoy this conversation with this very beautiful person, sincere man, and one of my favorite people in the world, Papa John D. Francesco. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joe Costello Show. I'm really happy that you're here and you are giving me your ears and listening to the podcast. I have a very special dear friend, special guest, amazing jazz musician, my dear friend, Papa John Francesco. Welcome, Papa John. How you doing, man? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's nice to Amen. see your face, man. <laughs> Good to see you, Joe. Yeah, man. So how you doing? Hmm? How are you doing? I'm doing good, Joe. Yeah, it, every day is a, a better day, man. That's good. Yeah. I got the, it's the angel with me, so, you know. I, like, I know. I know. Putting up with my crap. <laughs> and you're doing uh, some swimming, right? You're, you're staying cool? Yeah, in the bathroom. That's a yeah. big bathtub, man. Yeah. Is it warm? Cool is like. 90 something man 89 the other day oh my gosh i know you die you know when you first go in you cool off yeah then it gets warm yep and, and then you come out and you're cool for about 13 seconds <laughs> welcome to arizona it's beautiful man yeah so man i'm really excited um i, I want to give my own quick sort of history of you and i and and then and then i want to kind of go back to where you started and how we, we both actually, actually had similar influences with our, our fathers being I musicians and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, so I moved to, uh, I moved to Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona in 2004. Didn't really know what the scene was. Didn't, didn't play much. Didn't go out to do anything. And then all of a sudden I heard about this cool place called Bobby C's. Oh, Bobby God. Right. Oh, that was the place, man. Yep. And I walk in the door and it's just all Southern cooking and you're behind the B3 and you have all these great musicians playing with you. And yeah. I was just like, wow. And then I think we started making it a Sunday ritual that we would go there every Sunday. Yeah. Hang man, out. You were yep. there. Yep. You were there, and then, brother. And everybody was nice enough to at some point I got to sit in and then I got to sit, got to sit in a little bit more. And we used to talk. Yeah. And yeah. you would never say you were a drummer. When I found that out, get your butt up here. <laughs> I was and, keeping it on the down low. There was a lot of great yeah. players there. I didn't want to, you know, I You're wanted a great to player, just. Joe. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot coming from you, as you know. No, nah, man. We play. I, I tell you what, I enjoy working with you. Oh, thank you. You're, you're, uh, you're one of the very few people that you play music with that listen. Well, thank you. You know that deal. Don't you get up there? Nobody's listening. Yeah, well, everybody's I appreciate it. it. Everybody's playing in a different band. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that, it's that, cool. It's cool. I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, and and I feel the same way because literally, I didn't know many people around town, but you and mm -hmm. you and I've said this to you before, and 
but I don't think it it's, has sunk into your thick skull that you literally gave me like a chance and a more opportunity oh, than God. most people have ever given me in my musical career. Oh, and that's the truth. God. It's the truth. You're going to make me cry a lot. No, no, no. It's the truth. I, I was nobody. I was in, and, and after sitting in for a while and you would always let me sit in and oh, then, man. and then we started playing together like regularly. Yeah, right. And that yeah. was cool. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm playing with one of the jazz greats on the B3 and it means a lot to me. And my father was proud, you know, my parents oh, were man. proud. Yeah. yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. it meant a lot, you know. Wow. So, we had a, well. Yeah, we had a Feelings were mutual, man. Like, uh, we got into some nice grooves. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we, we had some nice gigs. <laughs> oh, nice, nice gigs. Well, Good hopefully, yeah. hopefully there'll be more coming up once uh, the, the world yeah. gets back to some sort of, uh, <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what it's going to be, but right. God help us. Yeah, it'll get back. All right. Cool. It always does. By then, I'll be 146 or something. <laughs> hey, as long as you're here with us, that's cool. Oh, we we don't care. So, so let's go back and mm. tell me how this started for you, because I know besides music, like I said, we we talked about what what part of this you want to talk about and and if it's all there music you or you want to you want to talk about anything else so tell me about your yeah. father or how this music started for you it's uh very similar i guess to your pop uh i was i wanted to play man and so he said i told him i wanted to play the saxophone i was about six five or seven he said it's too big for you so he started me out on clarinet I started playing a clarinet, and then I heard this guy named uh, Louis Armstrong, trumpet player. I said, I want to play trumpet, Pop. He said, I got 15 million saxophones in here, and you want to play trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he got went on and bought me a trumpet. I was about seven, I guess. He taught me how to play. And uh, next person I saw that, God, I played in school, band in school, and uh, there was a lot of good friends I met when I was junior high and high school. And uh, and where was this? Next, was this all Philadelphia? Niagara Falls. New oh, York. that's right. I totally forgot Niagara oh, Falls. New Yorker, man. We're both. That's right. I know, hey. but I I forgot that's where you started out. Niagara Falls, New York, man. Yeah. It was a real beautiful city at one time. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, music was always, but I dug, I loved airplanes and cars, man. And, I know you like cars. Yeah, and, and music was right, you know, at the top three. You know, I, I loved, and you know, what was cool about the music part. My dad taught me, but he would also take me to all these air shows because, you know, I liked airplanes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my mom, my dad would say, you coming, Jen? Jenny, my mom, where? I could look at airplanes? <laughs> Yeah, she wanted to go shopping or something. Man. So, it, 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 but most of my my life has been music, man. You know, you go out and you hear somebody and you go nuts. Yeah. And then my next biggest thing was in 1959 when I saw Jimmy Smith. Where was that? That was in Buffalo, Klein Ann's Music Hall. The trio too: Donald Bailey and uh, Kenny Burrell. Wow. Stanley Turrentine came later, but I saw, man, them castles dealing. <laughs> Holy cow, man. I said, that organ. <laughs> you know, it's spiritual. So I don't know. It just grabbed me. 
and that and was fifty nine. You said, yeah, and I didn't do nothing until in the fifties with the organ, but I was playing trumpet the whole time. You know, big band singing and all that. You know the deal, man. Yeah, did a lot of that. And then I got married, and the kids started coming. Yeah, so I was still playing, but not full time. I was like, well, not full three, four nights a week. You know, places were jumping then, Joe, you know. And this was all still Niagara Falls? Really, Niagara Falls. I left Niagara Falls in 1967 to Philly. I went to Philly in 67. What made you go there? I was, I was, uh, my uncle had got a, a, a job at Boeing Aircraft. And uh, he asked me for Niagara Falls was starting to go down. And mm-hmm. It was on the down. And I said, yeah, because I, I worked on airplanes and cars. And so, you know, it was, it got that gig and man. I met a bunch of organ players down there. I, I was in down there. Two months when I met, you know, a guy at work. Am I talking too much, Joe? No, this is what you're here to do. You're here to tell your story. Uh, I want to hear it. And this, so this is all at Boeing. Now, yeah. And the guy comes and he said, I heard you could play organ, man. I said, who told you that? He said, I know about you. So he went downtown one time for a session and in Chester. He kept, he had an organ player with him and said, this cat's got to go. <laughs> you got to go. You got to come up here, man. And, and then we did a lot of road things. At that time, they had cabarets. They used to call them cabarets. Yeah. I did a ton of those. So, played a lot of people, man. So when did you start the organ? Uh, 1963. Wait a minute. 64. 64. Yeah, I come home from work one day. My wife had one. She got it for me. Oh, wow. And this was still Niagara Falls because you didn't go to Philly in 67. Yeah, it was still there. She's the fault of all this, man. She went and bought an organ called a creator. My house was never the same since, man. And are you completely self-taught? Yes, on the organ. Yeah. Yeah, and the horn, you know, my dad taught. I I had a basic knowledge of me. But, you know, horns, it's not chords. Right. You're playing chords, right? Yeah. So I was trying to transfer all that. <laughs> right. And it was tough. Well, then the tough part, too, especially for B3 players, is the independence in the left hand, right? Playing the bass line and then oh being God. able to solo over it. Split your brain in half, man. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, you do it too. Explain to me how the organ ended up in. I know you said Laureen bought one, but was it because you saw like. Were you listening to people like Jimmy Smith? Was it after oh, you saw him, you were just bit by the bug and that was the, that was it? Every album that would come out, I'd get from Jimmy. And then I started listening to Jack McDuff. And there was a lot of burners out there. Uh, Don Patterson. Every, I mean, there was a ton then, you know? Right. Charles Irwin. Yeah. And I met all these guys. So now we're out, out doing some serious. <laughs> I learned so much, man. So what was that first organ that was in the house? It was a spinet. Yeah, I was going to say, it couldn't have been a full B3, right? Like Laureen. No. She- <laughs> it, was a, it was a spinet. Okay. And then I bought a Leslie. Okay. So, But it still wasn't the B, man. Yeah. And I, and I found a BV for sale. So I sold all my stuff and bought the B. And then that's how I really learned how to play it, man. Like on this thing, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your first real gig on it? It was somewhere in Philadelphia with this when you met these guys? On the organ? Yeah. On the B? Yep. Back home, Niagara Falls. I I had the organ in Niagara Falls, yeah. Okay. 
once I got the B3, I got out and started playing a lot, but man, I was still learning. I mean, the coordination, the coordination is a tough drill. The coordination is tough. The hauling the thing around is tough. Well, that's why I had to get surgery on my back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that wasn't why. But you're hauling that son of a gun, man. Yeah. You know, I bought, finally bought vans. I bought my own van, but it used to be rented trailer, mostly with trailers. Till they came out with vans. Yep. <laughs> and then got a van, you know. It was uh it was funny, man. You know, you go, Well, I've gotta move the organ uh, uh, uh drummer would say, I gotta go get a pack of cigarettes. I'll exactly. See you right back. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go get a loaf of bread, you know, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was quite an experience lugging that monster. Yep. So did you bring so you had a b3 in niagara falls yes did you bring that with you to philly yes okay yeah it came to philly and then <clears> where <throat> is that where's that now at the at the musical museum that's the original one that's the one that we played that night when we when we did the gig yeah that's my first box man oh my gosh i didn't even realize that 1966 Bye. wow that's yeah, my, so yeah. so everybody for everybody listening, uh in here in Phoenix, Arizona, there's the musical uh instrument museum. It's called the the MIM for short. Papa John's original B3 is there on display. Well, is it on they probably move it in and out on display, right? Sometimes they'll do it's not permanent, yeah. right? They uh, keep it, it there. There. Yeah. But you know, it was Joey's first organ too. So Okay. You know. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, my father's horn there at one time. Now he's playing. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, that was the first Joe. Joe, that was the number one man. I, I we had it redone. It was like from right. being out on the road, being banged around. Yep. So we had a guy redo it, but it, that's the one man. Wow, I didn't know that. So that that night we did that concert there. That was your. We literally played on your very first B three organ. Yeah. Oh, man oh yeah. man that's it man yeah I, I didn't know that i just thought that was just one of them i didn't know that that was the one that's the one i never got rid of it never wow never that's i incredible. would not you know i could have sold it i mean that no man that's no that's that daisy we had a name and everything <laughs> we know what the name was old boy old boy yeah nice come on we got to go get old boy man that is oh, man. so funny so in those days when you weren't playing out that was as was it always inside the house the way yours is now in your house like you're sitting literally sitting behind your b3 now in your house yeah i am uh it was either in the house or in the van okay you know one or the other and mostly if if it was a long never had much time to take it out of the van after you know, and a lot, right? Yeah, the only time I'd bring it in would be maintenance to replace tubes, to do a little wiring. It was traveling. Did you work on it yourself? Because I know a lot of you B three organ players, man. You you know yeah. you know that instrument because you can't trust that anybody else in the room is going to know what's going on. <laughs> That's right. Right? We've had yeah, we, remember, remember Bobby C's. We had yeah. like something weird happen one day. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which what. And I remember you just, you took off the front lid and people were in there and, and not people, oh, yeah. but, but you were kind of telling somebody, Hey, just try this or whatever. And next thing you know, it's working again. 
that's from years and years and years of that's putting that instrument and through it's bad, you know, I mean, paces. Right. You know, I, I got a story. We were playing upstairs. So we took the organ upstairs. We were taking it upstairs. <laughs> so we put two by fours on each side so we could slide it up okay. and a rope on the leg. And the guy's up front. I'm on, I'm in the back. We're pushing. All of a sudden, he said, the rope broke. Oh. I said, what? So I run down and jump. It was like lined up with a door, outside door. So I lined down and jumped out the door. I heard it coming down, breaking all the, there was, there was lights on the side of the church. Boom, boom, oh broke everyone. And he came flying out, almost out the door on his back. Oh my gosh. That's like those, those cartoons, the piano, like the, it's like the Three Stooges moving a piano kind of thing. It is, it is. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, flipped it over and put the tubes back in and they were all loose. Brought it back. I went right to work. I'm sure. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now it's uh, cursing everybody, man. Wow. Oh gosh. Um. So when you you started playing in Niagara Falls on the right. organ, and right. you were still playing trumpet at the same time. Yes. Okay. And then uh, were you also maybe while you were playing organ in in a band on stage? Did you ever mm -hmm. actually pull out the trumpet and play a trumpet solo? Also, yes, yes, you did. Yeah. Wow, cool. because I was still learning the organ, man. Right. And I, and I said, man, I, I better do something else, or I'm gonna <laughs> throw me out the gate. <laughs> oh so God. I was vocalizing and uh, playing horn, but little by little, it less, less, less horn. It captured my soul, man. Yeah. I, um, I just, I love the instrument, man. So when you were first starting to play. And you had to deal with the whole left hand independence and then laying down the chords and then potentially even soloing with your right hand over the left hand bass. Bass moving all the time. Yeah. Did, did you have a, um, in your early groups that you played in, were there bass players in those groups where you didn't with have the organ? Yeah. Not when I got the organ, man. Really? So you never. Even with the, even with the spinet, I was playing the pedal, playing the pedal. Really? So I thought that's how you played the B3 until I got hit. <laughs> right. No, I, I never, once I got the organ, maybe a couple times in, in the beginning, yeah. I have to admit, it was a couple, few gigs, man. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, play it. I, I, mean, I would think you'd want that safety net in the beginning. When oh, you I did. <laughs> you brought it back. You brought it, you just brought that stuff back. Man, the guy had a bass electric bass he had like a fender i guess yeah because i man i was like sloppy joe man you know <laughs> not you oh, it's not no 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 that's it my thing my hands were going like the bottom was trying to play with the top you know it was yeah and it, it got i tell you if you lay off of this a while your coordination takes a minute to come back that instrument will kick your ass oh double time man so these gigs early on in Niagara Falls were they uh, were they trio gigs were they like organ quartet organ guitar drums or what what was the combo that mostly that and then it got to saxophone it was a good so I said yeah man you know so then it was sax trio and then we got the guitar it was quartet okay so let's go ahead now back to Philly and you're there you're you're working for Boeing right right. And you are working on airplanes. Helicopters. 
helicopters. Wow. Okay. Sure and then, yeah. and you're playing out at night, what, four or five uh, nights a week? Yeah. But it got, yeah. But it okay. got very hectic, man, because it was during Vietnam, man. Right. And we were, they started working like 12 hour days, six days a week. I mean, you know, so I still played on the weekend. Yep. You know, I had to keep playing or it'd be, I'd be, it was kind of mental. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. you know, and at this point, do you have any kids yet? Well, yeah, I have two. So you had, did you have any before you left Niagara Falls? Cheryl and Johnny. You did. So they were born in Niagara Falls. And then was Joe Joey. was born here. I mean, yeah. In Philly. Got yeah. it. Okay. All right. And then that, then it, then the reality started coming around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How am I going to do this traveling, baby? But you know what? I got to say this, man. My wife never gave ultimatum. I've been blessed a lot, Joe. I just feel so blessed, man. Uh, you know, to go through all this stuff. And the kids all turned out great, man. I, I, I'm just lucky. I'm blessed. People say they're lucky. I'm blessed, man. And lucky. <laughs> We're in Philly. You're working really hard for Boeing because the Vietnam War is happening. You have, yeah. You have two children. Yeah. I know Johnny is the oldest or no? Cheryl. Cheryl's the oldest. Yeah, Johnny's second. Then Johnny's the middle. That's why Johnny and I get along, because we're both middle. Both middle? <laughs> See? Ball busters, yeah, both of us, just right uh, in the middle. Ooh, what a, <laughs> a baseball bat, boy. He and, then, baseball. and then Joey, and Joey's the young. He's a six, yeah, he's like, Joey's going to be 50 next this year. Wow. Johnny's 55, and Cheryl's Holy shit. 58, man. So she's the, her and I are the same age. Yeah. 1962. Yep. October, she was born. Yeah, I was February. So I'm even, old, I'm even older than her. See? A couple months. <laughs> you could have been my kid, man. Yeah, there you go. Now lighten up. All right, sorry. No, man. You're a good man. So we're there. We're in Philly. You're working, oh, yeah. playing a yeah. little bit, but works, you know, a lot of work going on. So you're busy. Do you remember who was the first most famous person you played with? You try to think of, well, I played with Jimmy Smith. We played together at Bobby C's to do what we did, a organ thing, man. Yeah. That was, to me, that's my favorite. You know, that was my. I'm sure that was. Like, I love the cat. And yeah. then George Benson and uh, Steve Gadd. Yeah. All them guys are very. I dug off them, and, and, and a lot of other cats though too. Jack McDuff, God, he was a neat person, man. We did a lot of organ band. Me, Jack McDuff, Gene Ludwig. I used to go see Jack McDuff up in Harlem when I lived in New York. You were going to the right spot, man. Yeah. What a soulful player he was. Now, and a lot of the guys that come up and play. You know, at Bobby C's, we would get cats come there, and and, and then once they tell me their names, oh, <laughs> I know it was get, a lot of cats came in. Like the, there was a guitar player there one day that played with Miles Davis. Yeah, we used to get a lot of incredible yeah. people. I, I, it was, you know, that was a great spot, man. Yeah, we need another another place like that. Oh, that would be <laughs> that would, wouldn't that be fun, man? Yeah, trade but, trade bands in and out. 
But you played with a bunch of people, like be, well before you came to Arizona. I mean, you you were with all those yeah. he- heavyweights in Philly, like, it, and you were telling me how even Dennis Chambers and you were really no, good Dennis. friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis and I are real good, right? Real good and, friends. And I remember when what was it the the Nam show out yeah. in Anaheim? You had that residency gig during the week of the Nam show at Steamers. Yeah. Oh, did Steamers, yeah. Who has played? Toro Sandoval was on it. Yeah. And, right? Uh, Ramon Banda, right? He passed away, man. Ramon played, yeah. There was all kinds. And that guitar player, can't think of his name, but he was like a heavyweight, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we all get our shots. How about Joe Pesci? <laughs> That's right. He sang. <laughs> he sang that night I was there, right? I was sitting right yeah. in front. Yeah, that's the night that players. actually you let me sit in that night, so I got to play with yeah. Arturo yeah. and and the rest of the guys. Yeah, that's right. Get your ass up. Yeah, yeah, that was fun because there were a lot of. I think I think that night, to be honest with you, I think if I remember correctly, Marcus Miller was sitting in the audience. Yeah, he but like was. when you pointed and I was already looked around the room and Joe Pesci was singing with you and I'm like, whoa, wait a second, but it was fun. I I had it was a good time. Joe, too. That's right. Joey was on stage, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a night. Everybody was up there, man. That place is closed, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Demons is closed. That's yep. good as man. I know. The damn thing. Yep. So when you were in Philly, did you get up to New York much to play? Played a little bit in New York. Yeah, not, not a lot, but a lot. I met a lot of cats in New York. I mean, a lot of good players. But I did play there. Yep. I'm trying to think of some of the rooms. I know Philly had such a strong scene that, you oh, know, man, you was, probably never was, had to leave there to go play in New York because that had its own. It, we had a, and then I played the shore. Oh. I played in Atlantic City. I played at the Club Harlem. Oh, wow. With Manny Campbell and, and the Fiesta. It was great, man. The band was good, too. He played vibe. Uh-huh. We had a kunga drummer, a drummer, a horn player and a woman singer, man. And uh, in the back room, there was a front room. We were playing the front room, the bar and stuff. Back room, Sammy Davis Jr. playing with a big band back there. Yeah, I mean, it's Club Harlem, Kentucky Avenue, man. Across the street, Gracie, Wild Bill Davis was there. And this was a separate room from any of the casinos? Yeah. Oh, there was no casinos, man. Oh. No, this is 1966. Got it. 67. There was, I mean, lucky Kentucky Avenue was like all the clubs, like you went to Harlem or Buffalo at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what Kentucky Avenue was like. All the band, mostly organ group. That was the hot thing. Yeah. That was, I got pictures. My wife and I got pictures, you know, whatever. Of people come around and they're, take your picture. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I got a picture. Oh, you mean like at the table? Like they would, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's in the old days. That's the old days, man. Let's see. You were just a baby. Because if you were my daughter's age, yeah. Yep. She's, I used to take the kids. If I could get them into place or something, man, I'd take them. Yep. Yeah, my father would do the same. Yeah, man. People would look and stuff. He was cool. He knew. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way, right? It's the exposure. Yeah. That's right. The kids loved it. Johnny played. Joey played. Cheryl played for a while. What'd she play? Uh, Elta. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, in junior high. Yeah. And was Johnny always drawn to the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he played trumpet for a while. Did he? Yeah. 
and my dad was teaching him. My dad was living with us. And then he got a guitar, and my dad could play that too. My dad, you know, one of them old time musicians. And, yeah, did he play in the in the army or the in the war during the war time or, or no? Too old, man. Okay. He played with all the big bands like back in. He played with the Dorsey brothers before they were famous when they were together. He told me they they used to argue from morning till night. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you sure they weren't Italian? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, nobody has seen anything until they see you and Joey and Johnny together in the same room. That right there, that is gold reality TV right there. If I, if I could produce that show. Get a show. Get one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you sure you want to do that? Oh, my gosh. We'd have to make you a part of it, man. You couldn't just sit out there and produce so let's talk about your CDs because I want to make sure I have the count right, but I count nine. Nine. Yeah, that's what I, I got. Get right up. My wife put them in Kate in a picture frame. So do you, you have wanna... nine too? Is that is that the count you have? I that's that's what I have nine. Yeah, because I have that's on my own. So if, if I go from nineteen, so the first one I have is nineteen ninety four, Doodlin. Is that correct? That's it. That's the one. That was yeah. ninety. It says ninety. It says ninety four. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then coming home was released in ninety five. That's the next one. And then all in the family was ninety eight. And then I have hip cakewalk, which was two thousand one. Right. Right. And then I have walking uptown two thousand four. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones, Joe. And then there's two in 2006. There is jumping, jumping, correct, and a desert heat. Desert heat. That's correct. And then, then we have 2009, which is Big Shot. Big Shot. Yeah. And then the Philadelphia Story in 2011. Yeah. That's the last one. That's the last one. You put up a post, I think, on Facebook that. Uh, that cool album cover. Does that mean there's something in the works? I did that. I did that picture, by the way. I have an app that does that. I said, I'm going to go out here and search. Man, Joe, I must have got a million hits. I know. So, When's the album coming out? We'll go get it. See? I just, that's what I was doing. That's it. Somehow, this is our clock. Oh, I see it moving in the background. Yeah. <laughs> My sister-in-law got it for us. I forgot about it. I would have. I would have turned it off. And we have. We have music. And it's got all the. That's awesome. Got all the seasons on it. Christmas. I don't know what tune that is, but it's pretty. I got them all memorized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long it's is it going? How long is it going to play? You know, we only. It's over right now. We only have well, an hour. There we go. <laughs> Hey, man, we only have an hour. Lighten up. Take a break. <laughs> take, a, take a break. Take a break. Is there any thoughts of a, I mean, or any conversation of a, a new new CD? Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Clark. Clark calls me about once a month. Good. Wants to know how I'm feeling. Yeah. When, when you're coming in the studio, Pop, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff, too, I could do. You should. I mean, I've been, I don't, you get ready, man. I'm going to have your ass in there. Unless you don't have time for, you know. Uh, I always see what you kid me. It'd be an honor. I'm, I'm looking at the names of all these people on these CDs, and I'm like, damn, my name's not on that one. Wait a second. My name's not yeah. on that one. No, I'm only kidding. They were all uh, done on the East Coast, man, except uh, Desert Eat, and that's with the Bounder Brothers. Yep. 
that was, that was the, yeah that was 05 i think wasn't it 06? yeah desert heat was 06 yeah yeah that's when i moved here oh that's when it was so it was two years after i moved here yeah got it yeah that's when i moved you know how happy i am for you when i see all the stuff you're doing man i pray for this stuff for you i'm just hustling man i gotta no, just nah. keep well, i don't like right i don't like i don't like letting any grass grow under my feet and joe that's why you're gonna do it man yeah well you know what it's i'm getting that's pretty why you're gonna do it if something doesn't happen soon wow you can't go by now with what's going on you know the, the epidemic or whatever the hell it is yep. that's you know that's messed up and the, and the, the politicians they're yep. all nuts yeah so, i mean so and you're still making it you're still doing it man so well this is like a piece of cake after everything straightened out let's hope so oh yeah we got to get back to playing is what we got to do i'd love to man it's like oh, oxygen I, for us you know taking this away from us is oh. it's brutal you know come here and play them by my side after you know after a minute like i tried a drum machine i want to throw it through the window yeah i, I try i just want to have something to play with somebody just, that's what we should do i just i'll throw my stuff in the car come down there we'll just yeah do a little sunday pasta dinner but we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll work up an appetite before that that would be fun joe i'm in swim a little bit is, is our masks mandatory? No, I haven't been anywhere. You haven't been anywhere, right? I feel like uh, cabin fever, man, but I'm I want to stick it up. Yeah, you just got to stay safe. Nowhere. Yeah, you both of you just need to stay safe and uh, Yeah. Yep. Are you Me going out too. are you going out to get groceries and things like that or are you having them delivered or what are you doing? Laureen calls ahead and then uh-huh. she goes and they throw them in the car in the Good. back and then Good. she drives them. Good. Right now, everybody out there got masks. Everybody yep. down here. No, we wear it wherever we go. So, so do we. Well, cool. So, did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about? I mean, you, well, I was you, just talking about my time on the railroad, Amtrak. Amtrak, that's right. That was after Boeing. Way after. I was playing in between all of that. Okay. And then I went. Yeah, Amtrak was the big one. Electrician, man. I started. I, I went. Had to learn. You have to go to school and stuff. And uh, you know, we needed. Uh, I had my kids were growing up, man. They were like starting to go to, through grade school and then up middle school. It's like, Lorraine and I, I mean, got to hang out, man. So the railroad. I had a friend. She had friends. Knew a lot of people on the railroad. And I got a job on a railroad in nineteen seventy-seven. And there was a gap in between Boeing and that playing. So you, why did you leave Boeing? Just layoff every ten minutes. Government, government job, man. I went to Seven Up for a while too. I was a district sales manager and uh, playing constantly, playing down the shore six nights. You know, Amtrak became a supervisor, had a big job, and no kept moving. And I was there twenty, almost thirty years as an electrician for Amtrak. Like, well, in the beginning, and then it was electrical a supervisor. We we built substations. Yeah. Took care of all the new construction, but I was still playing, Joe. I mean, my album, I was playing constantly. I used to come into work Saturday morning. We had to work every once in a while. And I come in like, where are we? What is this? You know, you go get playing and go to have breakfast or a cup of coffee or something by the time you got home. So time to go right to the job. Right to the gig. And music never stopped, man. But thank God I went to the railroad. Because river retirement is ridiculous. 
Yeah, something he, to be said for he, that, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I never expected that. I never. That was so far from any of my thoughts. My dad used to say, "What your dad said? Go to school. Put something in that back pocket." That's we right. Go to, <laughs> and he was right. Yep. I almost went to your school, Fredonia, man. Yeah, because you were right out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Fredonia, yeah. I, yeah. I worked. I did a gig there. I played. Uh, well, I knew the guy that ran the station, WBZ or something. Yeah, I forget what it is now. Yeah, Fredonia. When I was out there, Red Menzo was there, and all them cats that played with the big band. But that's a great music school, man. Yeah, it was good when when I went. We were we were at at the peak of of what was happening. With our, you know, we had a student run jazz ensemble and competed at the Notre Dame Collegiate Jazz Festival and. Those were run by the school, and we we ran it ourselves. You know. Oh, students! Well, you guys had a cooking. Yeah, it was some fun. Good players, there singers, players. Every you wanted to ask somebody, go to the school. Great, it had a great reputation. Yeah, I got to yeah. play at the uh, at the Trophometer Cafe. Trophometer. Oh, Trophometer. Right, it was not what it was the Trough. That's what we called it, right, for short. Yeah, the, the Trough. Yeah. That's something, man. And I spent, when I was at Fredonia, I spent a summer in the Canadian side of Niagara Falls playing oh, yeah. at that amusement well, park that's right on the other side. Right on the other side. I know, right right off of Lindy's Lane. Yeah, and we played uh, uh, this little, we did this doo-wop show. It was all, we. This, this company came and auditioned people at all the music schools for summer jobs. Yeah. So we got hired. We got hired as a band, so it was my it was my buddy on trumpet and and oh, a bass player man. friend, a sax player friend, uh, um, and then we went there and played, and we backed up these these two couples that guy and girls that right. um, were doing this doo wop dancing and singing on the stage. Oh. So we were the backup oh, cool. band behind them. We played at a place called Lily Langtrees. I know where that is. Oh, that's on Lundy's Lane. You go up Lundy's Lane, the, the Wax Museum. Correct. That's right. We actually yeah. were friends. So when we were when we were there, staying because we yeah. lived there for the summer in these little apartments. Right. The I think it was the either the tallest man in the world or tallest woman in the world. We woman. literally, yeah, we became friends with her, and we would actually hang out at her apartment and have, she was cool man that's yeah, that, oh, so uh, funny yeah that voice <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes yes Jesus Christ yeah so leave it to me to remember that it's so funny remember oh. the yard of beer you went to the yard in the park when they had a yard of beer I don't I don't know if I remember that the glass was a yard long oh it's like those things that they walk around Atlantic City with I mean uh yeah. um uh Las Where Vegas Vegas. Those huge yard in the park it was called. That's so funny. I played all over that place in Toronto, but you had a good gig. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but it was a good gig. It man. was it was okay for the at the time. We had some fun. Yeah. So, so. What year was that, Joe? You remember? It had to be eighty two or three. Oh, okay. You you are a young kid. You're like my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. I'm even surprised I remember that. I don't remember stuff that, that far back, but I remember not if it if I want to remember. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, zips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, railroad. I retired, and I got, the pension is crazy. And when was this? What year was that? Oh five. And then, literally a year later, you're moving out to Arizona. Yes. There's our Oregon guitar trio once Johnny gets out here in a couple of years. Yeah. 
right? I have some serious fun. Yeah, Hopefully we won't run out of places to play once we get kicked out of each one for being crazy. Well, hopefully we will get kicked out. <laughs> no. no, man, no, no. Gigs are special, you know. You got to be maintained part of the business, man. You don't want to screw that up. So cool. So 2006, so you retire Amtrak 2005. You pack up, move out pack 2006. Up. Told the crib back home. I had yeah. a nice, I had a nice crib too, man. And then you come out here, and then, and then we finally get to meet at one point. Oh yeah. And then we play a bunch of gigs around town, and yeah, yeah we did. We played a lot, man. Yeah, and you had the gigs though. You were getting gigs left and right. Man. Went out there and started hustling your ass off. Hey, you have to, right? Yeah. You can't sit by the phone. No. I, that's the, that's the one thing that I preach. You just can't sit by the phone. No, you can't. You got to go out after it, man. My father used to say, if you wait for the apple to drop off the tree, you'll starve to death. You got to go up and get it. That was his thing. He's, his big thing was education and save your money. <laughs> save your money. Well, you made him proud because, you listen, you got yourself a nice, uh, a nice retirement package, right? Boy, I got lucky on that one, man. God. You still, you. you still were able to maintain playing? Yeah. You got an education oh, in the electrical field. What kind of car do you have now? Oh, 39 Pontiac. Yeah. Ah, it's street rock, the street rack. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's got the big motor in it, 350 Chevy. Yeah. It's all reworked, all everything. Everything's new in it. It's like a new car. How many times you get it out? Well, right now, I'm not, you know, when Johnny comes out, we take it out, ter- terrorize the neighborhood. <laughs> Him and I work, put that car together. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cut the frame off, put a new frame underneath. Have disc brakes, power steering. What is it again? Motor. A 30, 1939 Pontiac, two door sedan. It's a it's a duplicate of a thirty nine Chevy. What's it? Isn't it like? Is it blue or purple? One of the two? Yeah. Which blue. one? You, blue. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Well, when that, when you come down, we'll have to go out for a cruise, man. Yeah, I'd love to take that thing out. Oh, it's fun, man. All right, <laughs> we'll do it. We have a plan now, so we have a, yeah. a we have a Sunday yeah. pasta dinner. Hey. Sunday dinner, baby. But we jam first. Right. And then we hop in the pool, get cooled off. Then we come in and we eat our faces off. Right. And then we go out for a little cruise when it gets That's cool. right. There you but go. We get, we get done eating, we might not be able to move. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> we might want to take the, get everything done before we eat. That one day you were making something. What were you, Brajol? Did you make Brajol? Uh, I you were no cooking idea. something, man. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. I just made a killer lasagna for Joellen's birthday that, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Lasagna. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I put up yeah. the, the pot of the the sauce the sauce boiling or the gravy as we call it. You call it gravy? We call it sauce. I don't know. We it's we're not tomato, sure. it's tomato, <laughs> potato, potato. Exactly. <laughs> You got to let us know if you're going to do a new recording so we can make sure we let everyone know. And like I said, as soon as all this pandemic stuff uh, disappears, we'll see if we can get ourselves a gig or a concert somewhere again and get going. Concert, right? right? I'd like to do that, yeah. We should get back at the MIM, do another show up there. I'd like to, yeah, man. We could. Yep. We get a, yeah, we, it, it was okay last time. It was nice, man. I, I, that, that was fun. Is there anything else that, that I missed? Yeah. The gig in Albuquerque, wherever we were. Oh, my gosh. 
should have made a left wing at Albuquerque. Oh my gosh. La Cruz, Las Cruces. Right. Didn't we drive all the way there? We set up and then it poured. It rained. We couldn't play. Right? We couldn't and they play. Paid us and we and got paid. So it was basically like a paid little two day trip. Two day trip, man. With pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was terrible. I wanted to play. Oh, I know. Well, I knew we weren't going to play when the guy took the B3. He, he said, it's raining. You guys ain't playing. Put it in the van. They left it. I guess we're not playing. Remember we tried to even talk one of the bars around that outdoor stage to, to let us yeah, play? Yeah, across the street. Yeah. yeah, it was like we already got paid, so we'll just move it all into your place and play inside. Oh, God. Right. Can't say we didn't try. We can't say we didn't try. That's where I met that trumpet player. He's on the East Coast now. Well, cool. This has been uh, a nice pot. Thanks, man. Spaghetti, meatballs. There you go. <laughs> and a little brujol. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm my really excited that it. you came on. What'd she say? My wife made uh, angel hair bolognese Sunday. Nice. Scrambled meat. You know, we put the scrambled Yeah. Meat. I'm glad I came on too, Joe. Yeah, man. It's nice I to see your face. Like <laughs> you like I, that. And I like your face too, though. <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. So I know, man. Yeah. Has it been a year? No. I don't know. Could be. Gosh. Wow. Like I said, I, my brain doesn't go backwards too well. So time, man. Time. I know. I hear you. Time. Yep. <laughs> you know why we used to do all that stuff too? I did all those covers. I love doing it too, man. Yeah, My favorite well, was Sly, Sly and the Family. Mm -hmm. I used to love those to cover that stuff. Yep. You might not be on my organ. Well, we we'll we'll have a chance again. I hope so, man. We will. So listen, man, I really appreciate you doing this. Anything for you, Joe. You're the man. You're my friend. That's one of my best friends. It's nice to see you. It really is. Nice to talk with you. Nice to talk to you too, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, Love again, thank you. You you're one of the best. And uh you <laughs> you've you've been incredible to me. So I appreciate you and I love you. And I thank you for being here. Thank thank you, Joe. Okay. And man. I love you too, brother. All right. And we'll talk soon and we'll play soon. Hopefully, yes. God bless. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't thank you enough for tuning into my podcast. It's definitely an honor for me to be in your ears, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast and possibly rating it, sharing it, and if you have the time, to write a review. I hope the content that I'm delivering is something very special to you, and once again, thank you so much for listening. <music>